Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 114 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? (laughs) It's going good. I just picture us as like some like DJs in the in the nineteen eighties or something. I don't know. I really in your top ten coming at you, top ten to ten. I really try to model it after like the the show Frasier. <laughs> Are you that annoying guy in the sound booth? Like the no, the I'm Roz. Producer? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you remind me of Roz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your British accent gets me every time. Oh, it's going good. It's going good. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I'm a little less um, uh, snotty, I guess, yeah. from last week. I was trying to think of a congested yeah. sinus. Not on steroids anymore? I am off the steroids. So as Kristen says, I'm not as funny. There goes your baseball career. <laughs> yep. It's going to knock him out of the park. Yep. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? You know? Yeah. There are things that could be going better, but I mean, yeah. God has blessed me. There you go. There you go. Very true. Yep. So what's exciting? What do we want to, anything we want to touch on before we jump into like, you know, Jesus things? Well, have have you happened to notice what's been going on with like artificial intelligence in the world lately? Like it has been a pretty hot topic are you for discussion. About, are you talking about that new creepy show on Netflix, Megan or whatever? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't know what, yeah. Well, I mean, I... Mm, I I see little things about AI, but I don't know. Okay, so there's this thing called Chatbot, and it's got okay. some initials behind it, but it's like GPT or something. Mm-hmm. Chatbot. Yeah, but basically, it can generate any written. You tell it what you want it to generate, mm-hmm. and it will generate it for you. So, like, if you want a five-page paper on the Revolutionary War, no, with sources, no, and you can't. And the way it stands of right now, you can't check it for. Plagiarism? plagiarism because it is an original work but the bot did it but the bot did it oh my goodness and you can make it do news articles too so what? like if you want a news article of shannon patterson uh juggling fire kittens. fiery kittens <laughs> while she's preaching her message you can, it will write that for you and no. it'll look legit no and then there is another ai that generates any kind of photo now hang on. Want. Do we have access to this, or yes. is it just is developed? No, you can do it. Like there oh, is okay. There is a pastor on TikTok that said he wanted to he wanted cool sermon series titles, and he typed in the description of what he was going to be preaching on every week, mm-hmm. and it gave him ten sermon series title ideas. That's great. All right, you were just saying about pictures. Yeah. So the chat one can develop a script, um, articles. Uh, bullet points, any papers, anything you need. And then this other AI bot can create any picture you want. Mm-hmm. So I've just I've just had AI develop a, a article of Shannon Patterson juggling fiery kittens while mm-hmm. she's preaching. Mm-hmm. Then I tell this AI <laughs> picture bot no. that I want a picture of Shannon Patterson juggling, juggling fiery, fiery kittens. kittens while she's preaching. <laughs> and it will develop both of those for me. Wow. And I can publish that and 
No what, one knows. And what do you use to verify articles? Um, you go online. Pictures. <laughs> so if you can develop the pictures and you can develop the article, we are living in like... Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yes. It's the movie coming to life. Yeah. Like pretty soon you're not going to be... Like the Babylon Bee says this is... Like even them saying this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, and I say them saying it's terrifying because they, they publish satire all the time. Right. And them saying it is like, that is scary. And this is something like, I could go to the Googles right now? Yeah, you can do it. And you could say, I want a sermon on Romans 8. <sighs> that sounds so... Verses 21 through 29. Uh, and it will write you a sermon for it. I, I almost wanted... I mean, I don't want to preach the sermon, but like, what... Like, where do you go to do this? Uh, it's called chat... This is crazy. GPT or something. I'm Googling it right now. This is great radio talk. Chat GPT. Yep, right there. Yep, Optimizing language models for dialogue. Yeah. So you, wow. you tell it what you what you want and it'll spit it out. So you could write like you could say, I want a twenty five page script. No. For a movie about Shannon Patterson juggling fiery kittens. Wow. And it will write that movie. I'm afraid to go into it. Who owns this? That's what I wanted. It. I don't know that. Wow. Um, but it is. Like, but this is where we're going. Yeah. This is where. So, no one can tell if so, right now no one can tell who, like if if I was a student mm-hmm. and I wanted it to write a paper, it is so good Mm-mm. that you can tell it to how many errors to have. Wow. And it, and it will spit out a, a paper for you. And at, up until the last time I saw an article on this was like a week and a half ago. Yeah. They couldn't, the plagiarism bots couldn't detect which one was written by the AI. That, the, okay, so um, it's in uh, John, the book of John, when uh, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? <laughs> Yeah, I think we're living... <laughs> That's the question that we're going to be asking I all mean, the time. I think we're going to be living in a, a point where the only thing that we can bank on being truth is the Bible. Oh, well. No, but I mean, like, everything else is going to have, like, a sense every of... Every source, every... Yeah, it's every... going to have, like, you have to take it with a... You have to take everything with a grain of salt. Coming uh, wow. Because you can spin... You can literally spin anything you want now. Yeah. And there, there is, um, we don't have access to them, but there are bots that can actually, like, did you ever watch any of those deep fake videos? Mm-mm. No, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so they already have the ability to, like, put in movie actors that have passed away into movies. We've seen it with right. um, Hunger Games with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it with Star Wars with Carrie. Um, Fisher. Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, they've de-aged people. What's uh, that? Like designated hitter? No, de-aged. Oh, de-aged. <laughs> like uh, I was like, what they put in a designated hitter? What? Robert De Niro. Yes, and, I've seen some of those. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the newest Indiana Jones mm-hmm. is going to have a new technology of it that Disney's been developing for Harrison Ford. Wow. But so Arnold Schwarzenegger is in Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. Well, deep fake is they took. Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. they put 
they put a believable they made it look believable that it's Sylvester Stallone playing Terminator mm-hmm. and they and they able to change the voice to oh, that it's Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> so unless you know better yo it doesn't look terrible <laughs> wow wow okay so when you say bots computers um, so you're trying to like a computer a program something yep. has been programmed to do this someone nerdier than me decide <laughs> decides hey this will be fun to do mm-hmm. and then they just type it in and make it happen you can look at all these deep fakes wow mm-hmm. wow because let's say you decided that you were watching a movie and you go you know who would have been perfect for this role <laughs> and then you could make it that's crazy yep Okay, so here's the thing that I wonder, though. Like, So with all of this um, technology and, uh, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, advancement, because, I, I mean, it is, but, you know. But is it? Um, but then you, like, juxtapose, juxtapose, juxtaposition? Juxtaposition. Juxtapose. I'm not the guy Juxtapose. Anyway, sorry. Um, that with the... Um, the starvation, the hunger for uh, live immediate content like TikTok and Reels and st- stories. And, like, I, I watch YouTube. I watch, there are certain people I watch on YouTube and the content that they produce, you know, and it's like them and their camera and they're out in the wilderness and they're building, like, an outdoor, like, a, a shelter. Like, that's yeah. one of the weird things I watch. Um, So... It's it's just I'm I'm trying to work this out in my brain. It's like the development of this technology that can do anything. Yet at the same time, there's this like I just want I want real. I want I want authentic. But then we'll still consume all of that other stuff. Yeah. So I mean, this is the mind. This is the life. This is the mind of flesh and spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny that you were talking about humanity in the podcast. We crave we crave truth. And yet we are drawn to anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or entertainment, or mm-hmm. um, and and to the point that we're willing to suspend reality sometimes to take in information. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just I'm gonna ignore the fact. I'm just not gonna think about whether this is true or not. I'm just gonna take this information in, mm-hmm. you know, which is almost like the normal news cycle right now. Well, it, <laughs> for a lot of people, we have such we're drawn to truth but we also have a a natural escapism mentality Mm. that we're that we prefer simulated reality to reality sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or at least that that is what like when i consume media i'd prefer it to be simulated reality to what i think is ideal reality versus what's actually happening in reality right Mm -hmm. so like if i read superhero comics right Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be like. I don't want to have what's going on in poli- right, like, like political- the current president or something. Yeah, like, like I don't you want, want political- it to be just a different. Right, but I want it as realistic as possible without that stuff. Right, you know, like I want it my ideal reality. Right, that's like, what that's yeah. what I want to consume is my ideal reality, not reality. <laughs> wow, and that's kind of why I haven't liked the last couple seasons of Survivor. Mm. Because it's too close to yeah, they, literal they brought reality in, yeah, than yeah. the ideal reality of Lord of the Flies, kind of that that it was set up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. 
That's very true. Um, wow. I, all this started from the AI thing that you were talking about. That's very interesting. I want to, I want to read more on that and see, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be prevalent. It's going to be what we see. It's going to be what we hear. I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, going mm-hmm. forward. Yep. I mean, and it's, and here's the thing, the fact that we're talking about it or that I can Google, uh, whatever it was I just Googled that you mentioned. Um, that's how much my retention is. Um, Chatbot, GPT. Yeah, there you go. Is that the fact that I can Google that means it's been around, but uh, like governments have been using it and organizations that we don't, like we just now have, the, the mm-hmm. common public just now has access to this yeah. or is getting access to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been around. And I think this one is moot. There's several conspiracies of how this got public. Mm-hmm. Is that it was a government thing and it got leaked. So they just... Or it was a dark web thing that crossed over. Mm-hmm. And like that's the two main things. I've never understood dark web. I mean, like, can you give me the, the basics, like, for an idiot? Like, what is the dark web? So it's the web. Yeah. But it's not like you're, like... Basically, you need a... Uh, have you ever seen an ad for a VPN? Yes. Okay, so a VPN means you can put yourself wherever you want to on the planet, right? Gotcha. Internet-wise. Mm-hmm. To access the dark web, you have to be outside of the U.S. because they have it pretty locked down here. Mm-hmm. So you get a VPN, and then you just go to different websites, but the VPN scrambles your IP address, mm-hmm. so it kind of keeps people from seeing what you're doing. Okay, so it's not like they're, they're necessarily websites that no one can go to. It's just that no one can trace you going to them. Yes. And then, uh, and then there are some like, that are, and then there are websites within websites within websites. Right. And to get to the first one, you have to have a private IP address to gotcha. get to, and then and then you get down the rabbit hole. It's like knowing the secret knock of like uh like a speakeasy, like a prohibition speakeasy. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's the online version of it. Yeah, that's oh, exactly what okay. it is. Wow. All right. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Learning some stuff. Well, I have no idea if this transition's going to work. But well, we're talking about humanity. So well, we are humanity neat. and two kinds of people. So what I wanted to talk about today um, was I, I, w- I really wanted to just highlight three different um, points or uh, things that I said Sunday in the message. So if you've not listened to week two of the Romans 8 series, I encourage you to, I don't know, pause this and go listen to it. Um, but you can listen to this without, I mean, you're not going to be lost. But but I just wanted to highlight this um, because I've heard from people about this. I've heard from community group leaders and community group members and um, about this. And, and, and then there's just some stuff that I just didn't have time to go into on Sunday that I wanted to go into today. Um, so in Romans 8, verses 5 and 8, Paul boils it down to there's two kinds of humanity, which... All right, um, and, and he's like, here, here's the deal. There's two kinds of people. There, there are two kinds. There's two descriptions of humanity, and he says the two descriptions are there are those who live according to the flesh and those who live according to the spirit. Now, when when Paul refers to the flesh, he's talking about those who have not said yes to Jesus Christ. They are not Christians. They are not believers. And those who live according to the spirit are those who are believers. But I want to like. Before we go into what exactly that means, um, as I was reading these verses, my first thought was, you know, um, 
I mean, this is this is as clear as as a distinction as you can have. Those who are in Christ and those who are not. But we live in a in a society in a world um, where we don't describe people like we don't break it down. We make things a lot more difficult than they need to be. Here's what I mean by that. Um, Paul could have done what was going on in his in his time. Like in, mm. in the time of the, the Roman government, in the time that he was living in, here are things that divided people. Here are things that described people. Um, race. Yep. Um, their ability, their ethnicity, which you know is connected with their age, their religion, their wealth, their sex, their their class, their their intelligence, right? Their their status, their their beauty, their lineage, their nationality, their their position, um, their popularity, and and yes, even their politics to some degree. And and I go, oh wow, that's exactly what we we do today. Yeah, we do. We do that right yeah. now. Um, and when it comes to matters of faith, um, unfortunately, I think m- a lot of people, and, and I'm sure I've been, I know I've been guilty of this. It's like we want to lay these these dividers, these descriptors on top of, are you in Christ or not? Mm-hmm. Um, I did that without even like the, the structure of the church I was in telling me to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and the structure, without actually saying it, did it anyway. You know? Right. Like the entity of, of the Southern Baptist Church did it without saying. Well, and and you can take out Southern and Baptist and put in Northern and Episcopalian yeah, or Methodist, and it doesn't matter. Like, But yes, that was your context, of course. Yeah, um, and, but it did it without even, like, telling you to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because, you know, still— you, even even though we're fifty years after desegregation, mm-hmm. the church is still the most segregated place in in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, with, without anybody saying to do it, it just is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go you go to a church based on the the um sign on the door. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that delineates it by denomination, not necessarily religion. Mm-hmm. But there are different buildings for different religions. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you do it that way. I mean, mm-hmm. churches fall into that so hard. Yeah. And, and it's, I know it's a constant battle that we fight as mm-hmm. a staff because we don't, we don't want to be labeled by any of these things, mm-hmm. Spe- specifically at the porch community church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And this is, this is that thing. It's like, okay. And I just wanted to point that out because I think um, <clears throat> without addressing that, we can make well okay so talking i mentioned something sunday about you know in our southern quasi-christian culture that we live in all right so some of the things i mentioned so we could go all right well i'll just use an example or or, uh, you know let's take someone john smith who is um white uh college educated um you know in their late 30s um, moving to Utah says they says they're says they're Christian um, upper middle class um, male uh, did well in school um, nice looking fella I'm just looking at all these things um, maybe has a name that's connected to a family that's been mm-hmm. around for a while of course they're American duh um, and they are you know the senior exec of whatever they do and they're well known and 
um, we'll say for sake of this here, that they're a registered Republican. Oh, that that person should be on leadership. <laughs> and I'm sure that they're a Christian. Oh, like, yeah. and it's like we go, okay, because of those things, he's he's got to be a Christian. Got to be right. He he he's got to be a Christian, and and that's. And, and listen, we can we can take it the other way and do a whole bunch of other things. You could go to a another part of the country and go and and do a whole bunch of different you know race and ability and ethnicity and all this and status and intelligence and all this stuff and go, oh, obviously they're a Christian. Yeah. Um, and that's not that's not what Paul's doing. And and we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we even look at our own like personal like bio and go, oh yeah, that's me. I'm 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 in the I'm in the club. I'm there. Um, like not like duh club, but like, you know, I'm in the club of acceptable people mm-hmm. of therefore I am a Christian and not like, you know, going out on Saturday night. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm a dork. <laughs> Josh is just shaking his head like Because mm. there's plenty of people out on Saturday night that's in their seat <laughs> on Sunday morning. Um, so what Paul does is important when he says there's two kinds of people. There's so much behind that. I mean, he gets to the point, but for us to pause and go, why does he just immediately go to that? And it's because we we do this. We, we put descriptors and dividers in and go, okay, they're in, they're out. I'm in, I'm out. Okay, if I, all that. So he just boils it down. There's two types of people. I mean, they're... And, and let's do this. People Sometimes we want to go, and I mentioned this Sunday, it's like there's not a third option. There's not like, okay, if you're super Christian or maybe you're like a just barely average Christian, which is where I think most people would probably want to put themselves. No, it's two kinds of people. Mm-hmm. You're a follower of Jesus or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's kind of like, well, gosh, Paul, are you being harsh by doing that? Like why, why no other options? But we do that. Oh, yeah. We say there's two kinds of people. And usually mm-hmm. when we say that, what we mean is, there's my way, and then there's the wrong way. Like, there's mm-hmm. two kinds of people. There's people who agree with me, and then there's the other people. Yep. There's people who agree with what I agree with, and then there's people that are wrong. So, you know, there's people that, like, properly... So if you're a Christian, so if, if Shan, in Shannon's um, weird world, world yeah. you're a Christian if you put your toilet paper over the roll. Mm. You are... You are. Um, it's questionable if you put your your roll, the, the roll, underneath. Unless, but there's a special dispensation... For if you're a cat owner, then you're allowed to put the roll on the under underneath because that way the cat can't kind of go brrr, like a boxing thing and like unfurl the whole toilet paper roll. What about people that don't have a preference? You mean like you just set the just, as long as, just, long as it's within as long as it's there. arm reach? Yeah. yeah. No, you're going. That's purgatory. Oh. So you're going to need someone to pray you out of toilet paper. Purgatory. <laughs> so, but we do this, right? We're like, okay, there's two kinds of people. Right? There's two kinds of people. There's the people that put the shopping cart back the way God intended, and then there's those who let it roll through the parking lot like a tumbleweed, and that they're going to hell. So that's how that's going to work. So this is what we do in our mind. It's like there's my way, and then there's the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've made jokes like that. Right? There's people who have a clear email inbox, and then there's people who have like 22,000 unopened emails, and, and we need to have a prayer vigil for those people. 12,510. That is 12,510 wrongs that must be made right. 511? (laughs) 12,513 as of now. So when we go, hey, Paul, you're being harsh by doing this two kinds of people thing. No, he's not. It's the way we do it. He's cutting through the crap. But he is. And I just mentioned a bunch of very silly 
things obviously are not important. Well, see... But you, he gets right to it. You talk about silly ones, and then one that um, that bugs me to the core is one that, you know, we kind of plant a flag in on our description of ourselves mm -hmm. is about the way you dress. You're, you're Christian by how you dress when you come to church. Oh, well, yeah. And you, you were talking about the other ones being silly, but that's one of those ones that, like... That has a special like tick in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like when someone cues up on on how someone's dressed, mm -hmm. like it just ticks me off. Mm -hmm. Like I was the kid in high school. Like I was, you know, I've talked about on here about kind of like my <clears throat> religious rebelling from the kind of the traditional Southern Baptist mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you weren't allowed to wear shorts, like you, yeah, and flip flops mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning if you're a dude. And it wasn't that you weren't supposed to. It was just an unwritten rule. Yes. So I wore shorts and <laughs> flip-flops. Well, no. I, I was too scared to wear shorts. But, but you wore the flip-flops. I wore flip-flops. And I got on stage to speak in flip-flops mm -hmm. one time. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, that is the delineation of Christians versus non-Christians because, uh, oh, they, they really don't respect God because of the way they dress. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. like, you were talking about silly ones, but that's one that always like perk, like <laughs> pops up in my brain because because it's so silly and ridiculous, but it was so like hardcore mm -hmm. in this area of the country. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like it's silly. Yeah. But it was like, oh, you're not dressed to come in here. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. Or you got a lot of looks if you weren't dressed <laughs> to come in. I remember... Right, that's uh, a tangent, but... No, no. I mean, it's... It, it, yeah, it's a thing we do to divide and, and, and all that. So, yeah. Um, so so what Paul does is he, he cuts right to it. He boils it down, and he's like, look, there's not a third category. There's, there's your in and they're out. We make it about race and ability and ethnicity and class and status and position and all that stuff. But really, that's, that is foolishness, and that is rubbish. It's not important. So... He just says there are those who live according to the flesh mm -hmm. and those who live according to the spirit. And, and for someone who is reading God's word and reading that, um, first and foremost, we need to say, okay, where, how am I living? How am I living? Am I living? Okay, I've said yes to God. I am a Christian, but I find myself kind of sometimes living in the flesh. Um, and we talked Sunday about the, the battle that kind of goes on, you know, the battle that occurs between... Um, you know, our flesh and our spirit and those kinds of things, which is the work of sanctification. That's mm. God working in us. The sheer fact that we sometimes struggle and go, man, I'm living according to the flesh and not spirit. I need to, like, that is a sanctifying moment mm -hmm. because you're even aware of it. Yep. Like, you're even aware that, wow, I shouldn't have let my temper get the best of me or my response or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that you're aware that that was not glorifying to God is a sanctifying moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, uh, and then go in, and then the next step would be like, okay, okay, Lord, I surrender this to you again. Yeah, you know, perfect example of that is um, one of the big things that I was always terrified of when I was a kid mm -hmm. was God hardening my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my youth pastor said, the fact that you're thinking about it, yep, you're good. Yep, yep. Yep. I don't know. Is God hardening my heart? No, He's not. It's like super tender right now because you are concerned. You care. About it. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I wanted to mention that, that, that the reason there's a, there's a significance to Paul just going straight to it because even in that time and, and even up to the moment that we live in right now, 
we make a whole lot of distinctions and those are just not important. Um, so this was something that I've heard from several of my community group leaders and then those who are in community groups, um, texts and, and uh, messages that I got this week about, it, it was, I don't, it was a comment, a question that I asked, um, Sunday, which is, so we were talking about having our mindset on the things of God, um, and the importance of, of us setting our mind. And so I asked the question is, what are you allowing to drive the narrative of your mind? What are you allowing to drive the narrative? And I think if any of us stop long enough, pause long enough, we can recognize that we are, that there is an ongoing narrative in our mind. There's an ongoing narrative. Could be a couple of things, but there is an ongoing narrative. And for the person who is of the spirit, their mindset on the spirit, the ongoing narrative is I'm a person, I, I, I have been saved by God and, and I am in this battle and this is a, a, you know, the flesh and spirit will be a thing, but I am continually wanting to, uh, you know, show Christ, live Christ, um, <laughs> uh, love others, um, point people to him that, 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 that's a narrative, but there's also, there's so many other narratives, Josh, that, mm. that scream at us. Um, and you know, we were talking about like the things we consume and the things we want to take in and the, you know, yep. the, the, we want to check out sometimes from a little bit less of reality, you know, mm-hmm. um, like if that is the driving narrative of our mind, then, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, if the narrative of our mind even becomes like, uh, I think some of the examples I gave Sunday was like, you know, uh, if, if the narrative of your mind is I am, um, you know, unredeemable or, or, you know, unloved, then, then if that's the narrative that's constantly going on in your mind, mm-hmm. then that means that you are just looking out in the world and everything is coming at you based on I'm unloved. So, okay, I, I'm unloved. Josh just looked at me kind of weird. So then, um, see, I knew it. Josh, Josh is in the category of people that do not love me, do not appreciate me, do not respect me, whatever. There's my narrative. And I live under that. And I wonder how many, I don't wonder, I know. I know there's a lot of people that are living with a, a narrative that is not in line with the way in which God wants our minds to be set. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I'm in that category. Uh, yeah, uh, we all are. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like sanctification, we need to be aware of it so that we can allow God to work in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that that's why I asked the question is because if we don't ask the question, then we can hear information, we can read God's word, we can hear a a, a good message or read a great book, but if there's a narrative going on in the back of our mind yeah and that's where our mind is set mm-hmm. everything kind of bounces off of that you're right um and so i just really wanted that to be something for people to wrestle with and to recognize and to understand um because it's it really is about how do we set our mind what, what are we setting it on so you know, the, the Philippians, uh, four, eight, you know, the, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it lovely? Is it pure? All these things. Are we setting our mind on these things? Is this where, where we want our mind to go? Um, and then the, here's the third thing I wanted to just point out 
Um, and I didn't go into great detail. And honestly, I had these great intentions, Josh, to to look up some statistics or numbers or something, you know, survey responses about this, but I just never did. And and I think I even tried once or twice, but I didn't even know how to begin. Yeah. But I mentioned Sunday that, you know, okay, so how do we set our minds on things of the Spirit? And, and I went into, okay, well, spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Spiritual disciplines, which I know makes, that's a lot of people, they start going, okay, this is the part where I nod off. Yeah. Let me know when it's time for lunch. Um. But these are these are obviously important, you know, prayer and scripture reading and being in the church and being in community and meditating in God's word and you know all these all these disciplines. And yet, what do we do in our mind? It's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. But here here's where I wanted to go. We are disciplined people, and I I briefly mentioned it Sunday. I think I said something about you know we're disciplined people because we have taught ourselves how to drive and text and like drink a hot coffee like so we have learned a discipline mm-hmm. and so where i wanted to go but i didn't was like what are some of the things that we actually do that are really really disciplined because that is a it's a practiced yeah um uh repeated um action um and or movement and that's what discipline is and so we are very disciplined people oh yeah think about like if you're listening to this and you're between the ages of 30 and 37, you know you knew how to T9 text in your pocket. <laughs> That's very true. Like how in how, class. how hard was that to learn how to do? <laughs> but you could send an entire conversation without looking at it. Mhm. And T9. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. Um I never got that good at it cuz I'm older than Well, than I mean, number. I was I was able to T9 text like the whole like an entire paragraph with maybe one or two typos in it. Now, for those who don't know what T9 text is. Okay, so when you open when you open your iPhone and you go to the keypad and you notice how it has letters underneath the number, mm-hmm. that used to be the core. You'd have to hit that number that many times to make a letter appear yeah. on a text message. <laughs> so, like, a number is T-U-V. Yep. To yep. get a V, you had to hit that number three times. <laughs> oh man! So and you would do like a whole paragraph. Of whole that. paragraph. That's yeah. hilarious. I love it. I love it. But but that's exactly what you're talking about of being disciplined. We that are. Is, that is a skill. It it's something that was practiced yeah. and learned and and accomplished. It's like, not it's not a very highly like doesn't matter evaluated skill. But the fact that it took time mm-hmm. and discipline to figure out. Yes. Like professional video game players Mm -hmm. people give y'all crap all the time yeah but do you know how hard it is to be really skilled at video games it is difficult yeah and i think it's i think in in regard to that it's it's difficult to be skilled at anything correct but the person has to have the discipline to practice it and put it into effect over and over again to have it and so when we say spiritual disciplines and people go oh it's like, well, no, it's you're just, a disciplined person. It's just focus. Yeah. You you don't have a passion for it. Mm. Yeah. So so you have no desire to be disciplined. Well, and that's where that battle of spirit and flesh comes in. Yes. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like anything else. At some point, you have to go. This is worth me putting in the time mm-hmm. to learn this. Yep. I want to communicate with my friends during school, so therefore I'm going to learn how to do T9 text in my pocket while I'm sitting in class. Yep. Because that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but 
uh, go back to this whole thing of flesh and spirit and it's like all right let's put into you know i mean this could talk about talk about another topic another episode for another time is um the the ability the uh the the skill the the innovation that is produced not just ai stuff you were talking about but just in general um the massive wealth that is like you know produced from like crazy stuff like like crypto stuff like it's mm-hmm. like is it real is it not we don't know but somehow you're making money Man. and now we don't know but it's like if that was of all those energies were uh and focus were were um spiritual uh you know versus flesh mm-hmm. and i'm not you know it's just saying because it's i'm not imagine what the world would be like like yeah where would we be with poverty where would we be with disease where would we be with so many things if uh there more people were spiritually disciplined and they were living in the spirit and versus the flesh and and the battle's going to always go on i mean scripture tells us that it's not like yeah. if just you know a whole bunch of us more did something in the name of jesus more that it would you know the world would suddenly be perfect no <laughs> the world would be perfect when jesus returns mm-hmm. but i do believe that the world we live in the community we live in looks differently as we choose to be people who are spiritually disciplined yes and I don't know how much of a ripple effect, you know, what each of us does has, but I know it does. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, you know, to the extent. You know, butterfly effect and all. Yeah. yeah, right. But, I mean, seriously, you take the thing that you're most passionate about and you give, if you don't give any uh, emphasis to your spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. you take half of the effort that you put in your top passion mm. and see how much change. <laughs> Just half. Just half. Yeah, yeah. I would even go ten percent. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I mean, you go from nothing to like a real dedicated form of passion to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be life changing, without a doubt, without a doubt. And not begrudging discipline, mm-hmm. passion driven discipline, mm-hmm. because that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Begrudging discipline, yeah, you'll get, you'll memorize some verses mm-hmm. and you'll be able to check some boxes and all yeah. this kind of stuff, but there won't be real growth. Right, begrudging discipline is like I. To me, that's like it's actually someone else's discipline that's being applied to you. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, well, that's not you know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I want to go to the gym with a trainer. <laughs> I don't want to just go to the gym. Oh, see, and I'm the exact opposite. I, I just want to go by myself. I don't want someone there telling me what to do. No, I'd rather someone tell me to do. But, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, if if yeah, if you move to a passion driven spirit discipline, it, it'll it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure, for sure. As opposed to not even getting rid of the flesh discipline that you've established already. Just changing a little bit, just mm-hmm. diverting a little bit of time mm-hmm. from that because you're. It, it's like anything else. Yep. Unless God makes a change, you're not going to be able to do it cold turkey. <laughs> right. Which, if you ask for it, he will. But, I mean, if it's a conscious effort, the mm-hmm. enemy's going to attack you so hard... Just try a little bit. Right. And and see where that grows to. See where that goes. Yep. Grows. I like how you yeah. said that. See where that grows to. I like that. I like that. Um, well, that's that's really all I wanted to touch on was the, those how we divide people. Um, what is your mind? What is that ongoing narrative of your mind? And 
the fact that we are, in fact, disciplined people. So don't just, like, zone out when we talk about spiritual disciplines. Yeah. So um, is there anything else we want to uh, share with our folks before we, we sign off for today? Well, if you're listening to this the day it comes out before 6 o'clock p.m., we have the launch of our men's ministry. That's right. Tonight. Yeah. Thursday, um, Thursday, January 26th. Yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to it today, and <laughs> if you listen to this on January 26th, yeah. <laughs> and it hasn't hit six o'clock yet, come to the church. We're going to have, how can I not say food, fellowship, and fun? <laughs> Food. food fellowship and fun and fellas <laughs> oh lord but it's it's um it's gonna have there will be a meal there will be worship there's gonna be a guest speaker i have not heard him speak but i've heard from other people that he's a great he's a great speaker his name's rick wagner mm-hmm. um it's got a great ministry and, and a great backstory mm-hmm. so it it will be a Great opportunity for some spirit discipline to give up your Thursday night oh, and come and have, oh. and then you realize there isn't much discipline to it because you're gonna have a good time. Oh, I like how you you hit that on there. So, <laughs> um, and then if you have if you're a parent to a fifth through eighth grader and you have not signed them up for Journey Weekend, what's your deal? Sign them up. Sign them up. Yeah, it's gonna be a great weekend. Um, you know, we started this last year and. Um, it, it's, it's just a really good weekend. Yes, your kids will have fun, but I'm telling you, we get into the basics of, of faith, of Christianity, of who God is and, and talk about sin and forgiveness and, and, um, it's just good. And we really believe that this age range of, you know, like fifth through eighth grade, you know, this, this time frame. um, I know they're knuckleheads a lot, but they are asking faith questions and they are um, seeking and they are really going, who am I? Um, Why am I here? Uh, What is this all about? And our desire as a church is to give our students, especially, I mean, all of our students, you know, all of our people, but especially this time frame is to give them a foundation of, of these are the rock solids of, of what we believe and for them to have a foundation to build on and to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, journey weekend, February 24th through the 26th, the Friday evening through, you know, we'll, we'll finish after worship, you know, Sunday morning after mm-hmm. church, you know, kids will be able to go home and do their homework or whatever else. But um, great, great opportunity, fifth through eighth grade students. So, And if you're thinking, man, my kid only wants to go because they want to hang out and there'll be a distraction. That's cool. Send them anyway. Yeah. You might be surprised. You yep. probably will be surprised. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be a good time. So, well, um, Josh, thank you. Thank uh, it's you. It's going good. Um, by the way, speaking of the men's thing, mm-hmm. um, so you know, Josh often he'll send me like the image, or you know, we proof text each other stuff, or we're trying to be a lot better about that because we'll type something and. You know, Kristen's our, our grammar girl, you know, mm-hmm. and, and these things. So we'll send each other stuff like, hey, what do you think of this image? What about this? Whatever. And um, he sent me the men's thing. I was like, I love it. It's great. And I didn't notice it until afterwards. And I still, and I love it even more. I didn't notice the little, the bearded man in the that. background. I didn't. I think I, I was in the car and maybe like, you know, yeah. how it does like the light brightness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I, yeah. I, I thought it was, I, like it. I thought it kind of resembled like those, uh, 
early 1900 boxers. Yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah. men were men kind of thing. <laughs> Manly men. Yeah. So. No, yeah. no man bun in sight. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. It was good. So uh, thank you for what you're doing. And hey, listeners, thanks for being a part of this. And uh, we look forward to seeing you this Sunday at 1030 and uh, talking to you again soon. So we'll see you later. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.